podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast that finds the best betting value closer to the first shot being struck than anyone else. Always gamble responsibly. Visit begambleaware.org for more information. Hello everybody, welcome along. We've had one busy day today. I've been watching the cricket and the golf. I've had one right eye on the cricket, left eye on the golf. Um, DT, you've actually been at uh, Hoy Lake watching uh, part of round one as well. And it's been um, some day, hasn't it? Let's I mean, just uh, go to the uh, top end of the uh, the leaderboard. Um, Christo Lamprex, the amateur, is tied for the lead with Tommy Fleetwood and Emiliano Grillo. They're on five under. Tommy Fleetwood, of course, was on our betting slip from yesterday. Today, um, Antoine Rosner is a four under the uh, man I can't pronounce his name of, Adrian Otegui. Uh, he's four under as well. So is Brian Harmon, Stuart Sink, Wyndham Clark, Alex Nuren, Max Homer, um, Shibanka Sharma, uh, Michael Stewart. They're all there at three under. Plenty more hanging off the coattails of all of those as well. So it's been a really good day, I think. Uh, round one's been interesting. And I was listening to some of the experts there, DT, um, at the end of the um, the highlights package I've just been watching, and they've been saying probably that's the course at its tamest. If the wind gets up, if the weather gets worse, it could actually be a real, even more of a test. Yeah, I was obviously there today, and I followed the Scheffler Fleetwood uh, Adam Scott group for a couple of hours. Okay. And um, yeah, it wasn't windy particularly. It was a bit of wind because it's you know, by the coast, but nothing dramatic. Uh, so you wonder, and you kept looking at the leaderboards and thinking, why is no one getting any better than uh, three under? And then finally, the, the big South African, um, who's six he's eight. Did you hear that? There's a little thing that he said he's something like he's the smallest person in his family for four generations or something. He's six foot eight. I know. So imagine the other ones. I think they were. I think his, dad, his great-granddad was Robert Wadlow or something. It was incredible. Amazing. So, yeah, he uh, made quite a scene, didn't he? But It's some effort uh, for an amateur to be leading the Open, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. Our, our friend and colleague, Matt Cooper, was taking some stick in the press tent because mm. he'd gone around saying uh, Christo Lampard would, would, uh, would just not be able to play this course at all. He'd get yeah. found out. So uh, Matt's still, he's still um, believing that. He's still saying, you watch. Yeah. So it's all very well having a good 18 hole, but after 72, we'll unravel. I mean, that's that's if you look at that leaderboard, it's a weird leaderboard, isn't it? That. Mm, but one good I mean just go through our uh, our picks from yesterday or your picks from yesterday rather Tommy Fleetwood's tied for the lead five yeah. under he was yeah. on our uh, betting slip at, at 28 to 1 um, Colin Morikawa tied to, um, 66 at the moment he's plus 2 wasn't the best of days for Colin but he's still kind of there or thereabouts and Victor Hovland tied 19th he's 1 under and Seamus Power um, who you picked for a top 10, top 20, and we looked at top 30 as well, currently tied 32nd on uh, level par. So certainly not uh, out of contention for to land any of those uh, placings. So not not a bad day with Tommy Fleetwood leading the line. Yeah, I was delighted with Tommy Fleetwood. I, as I say, I watched him for a couple of hours. Uh, first hole, <clears throat> excuse me, he um, missed the green, and you thought, oh, this could be like a bogey start, getting off on the wrong foot. And he played a lovely little chip and hold the putt. And from there, it was a bit, a bit scrappy for maybe three holes, but then he really got into it. And in the end, he overtook Scotty Shefflin. And by the end, it was just flowing. So 
looking really confident. Getting a lot of support out there on the course as well. Uh, being the a... was fantastic, yeah. yeah. Go on, Tommy, lad. It's full of the scouts absolutely loving him because he's <laughs> he's from down the road at uh, Royal Birkdale. So he, he was getting tremendous support and he was loving it. There's just a, a little thing with him tomorrow, and he he's been made aware of this. It's a year ago tomorrow that his mother passed away. Really sadly, she'd been battling cancer for a couple of years, so he's very aware of that. But I think he's he's kind of quite philosophical. I think he's you know he's saying she'll be looking down on me type of thing. I don't think you know it's, it's, it's immediate grief that he's going to feel. I think he's sort of thought about it in a bigger way. Uh, so hopefully you know he'll have a nice day out on the course. I think there'll be a, even more love for him. I think because I think maybe the public picks up on that. So I think he will be carried by the crowd tomorrow. And he's in a great position. On, on Mother's Day, with his kept looking up to the sky, yeah, sometimes it can spur you on, can't it, rather than actually yeah. detract from your performance. Yeah, that's right. So at the end, you, you, you kind of realise, I'm just hitting a little white ball with a stick, and it, you know that sort of takes the pressure away. But if, if you look, and we've, we've done this before in so many of the majors, where do you need to be after after round one? Or where did, where were the winners? So Cam Smith last year, where was he after round one? Third. Where was Colin Morikawa after round one? Ninth. Where was Shane Lowry in 2019 after round one? Second. <clears throat> where was Jordan Spieth in 2017 after round one? First. So you go down the list and you, you've got to go all the way back to 2008 to find anybody who was not in the top 18 after round one who emerged as the winner so that if you're going on that it's quite a deep-rooted stat then who's winning this to be honest because if you go through a lot of the names who are in the top 18 are any of those winning Christo Lamprecht's not winning it Grio, he's not winning it Rosner Ategui Brian Harmon Stuart Sink Alex Norham you start to think, well, Shabanka Sharma, Michael Stewart, there's just sort of a lot it would seem you can eliminate. So yeah. you're, left with, you're left with Fleetwood and you're left with some of the sort of bigger name Americans. You've got Wyndham Clark, uh, the US Open champion. Can you really win a, an Open and a US Open so quickly? I've my doubts. You've got Max Home at three under, but he's never done anything in the majors. There's a doubt there. John Spieth, he would have to fear, I think. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's currently tied 13th. Then some of the others are tied 13th. Siwoo Kim, never had a top 10 in a in a major, I don't think. Alexander Bjork, good at DP World Tour level, but Shh. not at this level. Sorry, Karen. I've got to do my Bjork joke. <laughs> Guido Migliozzi, he's not winning. Oliver Wilson's not winning. So, And there's your top eight. And I've mm. been mentioned just about everyone in the top 18 so mm. the more I look at it the more I think what a chance this is for Tommy Fleetwood what, what's his best odds now um, well his favourite um, he, he's coming really sure I mean obviously we got him at 28 yesterday yeah. but if you look at the uh, and the price is going across the bottom of the screen but Tommy at the moment best price is 6 to 1 7 to 1 for Scotty Scheffler Rory's in there at 10s 18 to 1 for Jordan Speed, 20s for Brooks Kepka. So Tommy's gone in very, very short because they've seen him play, local boy, all the rest of it. Probably a load of money on him as well. See, I think I think he's definitely finishing top five. Obviously, winning it is a big thing, but 
you could have an each way bet at six to one, knowing that well, not knowing, but knowing you've got every chance of mm. um, getting the each way bit of that and getting your money back at least, and then you've got the win bet as well. I mean, he'd be um, such a popular winner, wouldn't he? If he, if he did uh, lift the uh, claret jug on Sunday, it would be... It'd, uh, it'd be like Shane Lowry winning in Ireland. Yeah. It'd be like that. And, and to be honest, though, he, he wouldn't be just a popular winner in that part of the country. I think he's a popular golfer full stop, isn't he? Yeah, very much so. He's just a very nice, likeable yeah. uh, fella. So, I mean, in terms of us, we're obviously delighted. We hope everyone else got on at 28 because all the reasoning I gave for that, that mm. you know, people close to him in his camp were very confident... It the was idea a, that he knows the course very well, but it's not his local course, so there's not that extra pressure on. This is Late Tea Time, the golf betting podcast. Talk about the mother thing. It was Jason Day I was thinking of, but he won uh, the um, yeah. Byron Nelson, didn't he, on Mother's Day? And that that's was right, uh, yeah. something that kind of spurred him on that day, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And yeah, I, I, the other thing with Fleetwood, if you look at, his sort of record in the majors so often he gets off to poor starts mm. really poor starts where well, this is his best ever start in a major yeah yeah so you wonder now he's got that under his belt so typically he plays his better major golf on the weekend on average so you know what a start from him and then he, he must look down that leaderboard and he's thinking well there's no Rory there there's no John Rahm there's no Scotty Scheffler Scheffler's four back I suppose but he's not surrounded by proven mm. major winners so, yeah, what a chance. I suppose the interesting one we've already got, and I'll ask you his price, but I don't know, you were probably watching the cricket, but at one point today, um, Victor Hovland was two over par. Yes, I, I was watching Victor. Don't you worry, I don't let Victor down. Yeah, so, and going the wrong way, and you're thinking, oh, this, this is a bit of a concern. But to finish at one under yeah. was really good. And then he goes out tomorrow morning to, to maybe inch up that leaderboard. What odds have we got Victor now? Well, he's he's unchanged. He was twenty to one when we put him on our betting slip yesterday. He's twenty to one still. Yeah, see, so I I would anyone who missed that first time, I would put him up again at twenties. He's the yeah. sort of player that's capable of putting a very good round together mm-hmm. and and getting himself up there, isn't he? Yeah, he could he could throw in a low one. He can he can score low when others are yeah. struggling. So I put him up again. What what I don't. Uh, like anymore it's, oh Colin and was all over the place absolutely mm. all over the shop loads of bogeys on his card he was holding long putts for pars and birdie yeah. it was a weird not a very Colin Marikawa like round he did quite well to get two over in the end didn't he to be honest yeah I think that flatters yeah. him so he's gone now but Fleetwood and Hovland definitely um, would have going again I probably would go in again I know the idea is to come up with new names but sometimes it's good if you like what you hold, yeah, yeah. then don't be afraid to back him again. I suppose if you were backing one more, you might look at Spieth. It's because he's been there and done that. Two under, tied 13th. Well, should we, should we add Jordan to our, uh, our base? What, what, what have we got Jordan's price? Um, Jordan Spieth is currently best price of... Where are you going, Jordan? Um, he's best price of 18s. That's for five places with Unibet. Yeah, I, th- I think he's in a really good position, John Spieth. There, he's I mean, he's old mate. Um, Justin Thomas had a nightmare today, oh, didn't he? He's having a, a strange run. Um, I mean, Spieth made one, two, three, four. Five, Spieth made five birdies today. Bogeyed the last. Oh, that's that's the other one that I want to add is Ricky Fowler. Did you see what he did at the last? I didn't know. Took an eight. He was two he, under and took an eight. 
It's easy done, isn't it? I mean, do you see how Phil Mickelson finished? He was um, one over with two to play, and I think he he double bogeyed the 17th and triple bogeyed the 18th. Yeah, he kind of have to go that out of bounds running tight down the 18th. And those bunkers are, I mean, we were talking about it yesterday, those bunkers yeah. are evil, aren't they? Because they, what they was, I was watching them doing some bunker practice on, uh, on the TV coverage, trying to kind of replicate what some of the players have been doing. And what they were saying was, you know, on a lot of courses, it might be a steep front to the bunker, but you'll get a bit of a run down, the sand will yeah, be yeah. angled, but this is very much at right angles. There's no kind of uplift. No, that's right, yeah. I mean, I saw today John Rahm had to play out backwards. Mm. Um, you know, no chance of advancing it, so he just went backwards. He was seething, wasn't he? Towards the end of his round, yeah, he, he could see that he was trying to keep it together, but under the collar, he was bubbling. Yeah, absolutely. So Ricky Fowler, I mean, Ricky Fowler started with a bogey today, and and then was immaculate for the rest of the round. Mm. Um, birded five, birded fifteen and seventeen, and then took the eight. So his score of one over could have been so much better. I wonder if he's he's the one from out of the pack. He's tied forty eighth. Yeah. Um, who that one over isn't sort of by smoke and mirrors. It's just one a disaster hole. Um, but essentially get... played really really well. Drove the ball. I think he was first for strokes gained off the tee. So he played really well. Sixty six to one um, for Ricky yeah. Fowler. You can get him six places with Boyle Sports. I think given the sort of weakness of a lot of those at, at the top end of the leaderboard, I think I think Fowler is, is the one at a big price that, that I do like. Who Maybe he can't win it. He's only six back, um, but he can certainly get in the mix. In terms of looking at people, how far they were back, uh, just to give him some hope, Francesco Molinari was four back after round one. Henrik Stenson was five back after day one. So they're both in the last six years. So... This is a course, though, DT, where you could hemorrhage four shots without even blinking, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, so often these these open courses are, and, and you think, well, you know, you might get these weird sort of collapses at the top and then people, but generally you need to be up there. So if you're more than four, five or six shots back, I do think you're done already, as, as daft as that sounds. But looking through this, the last time anyone came from more than five shots back after round one was... Marco Mera in 1998. Blimey, we're going back a bit there, 25 years. Yeah, so it's a long old haul. So, yeah, yeah, so even Fowler to win from there, he's having to make, you know, wipe out 25 years of history. But that's not to say he can't get a place, and 66 to 1 is a place kind of price, isn't it? Yeah, well, six places with Boyle Sports. He he, he could quite easily get himself into the top 10 Mm -hmm. from where he is, couldn't he? And six places isn't the biggest ask in the world. Yeah, so I think in summary, maybe maybe Fleetwood, we've got him in the bag, we'll leave that. But from this position now, I think happy to go in again on Hovland at around 20s. Uh, Spieth, I think, is a danger. At, what did you say, 18s? 18 to 1. Yeah, and then Fowler. So we're going on the American, the sort of big name Americans. I think they can still come through. This is Late Tea Time. The last word in golf betting with James Butler and Dave Tindall. From what we had yesterday, Tommy Fleetwood and Victor who are already on the betting slips, but obviously go back on a Victor because his price hasn't changed. If you missed him yesterday, he's still there for you. Um, Seamus Power, um, although maybe not somebody to pick up now, 
Um, if you got on him yesterday for a top 20, he's certainly not out of the running for that. Yeah, um, going that. towards uh, the, uh, the end of 36 holes. And if we add Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler to our uh, our stable for the Open this week, I think we've got a nice little array of talent there for us. I think so. One one thing I I didn't see, or maybe I got it this morning when it was too late, but um, I had a message from a guy who said Justin Rose had um, spoken to Danish TV and said his game wasn't quite there. So, you know, he didn't, he didn't sell that to English TV, but he, apparently he let it slip to Danish TV. In the end, he shot three over, and at one point it looked like he could shoot. Goodness knows what. Yeah, so I kind of wish I'd, um, I wish I'd heard that a bit before, because, you know, some of them some of them you think they're in form, but they know their own games, and I think Rose felt he was just not quite there. Just, just one final point before we finish for today. Of course, we're back with you um, ahead of round three and round four as well from uh, uh, for Hoy Lake. But uh, um, Victor Hovland, um, as you say, kind of rescued his round, got himself to one under, tied 19th at the moment. That um, par 5-18, he, he went across the, you know, they cut the corner effectively with their second shot and he only just, he flirted with that out of bounds and maybe went about two yards past it. He thought he'd, he was out of bounds there, but yeah. he wasn't in the end. And just little things like that, you kind of, if yeah. you're getting away with stuff, um, it's not a bad sign because luck does play a part, doesn't it? Yeah, it's kind of like he's got away with one there. I think he'll play that differently a second time round. But yeah, yeah, it's one of those ones. If he if he ends up winning, that'll be something you'll look back on and think. You know, there was like a little sliding doors moment. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You, you need always, I mean, we're talking about it with the cricket today. You always need a little bit of luck in sport. You just need yeah. things to, and on courses like that, where there's runoffs on some sides of the greens and you, know, you, you only need to be a couple of inches out sometimes. And what was 10 foot from the pin ends up being 40 foot from the pin, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Victor, as I say, 1.2 over, but... I think he will, he'll sleep well tonight and then he can go out tomorrow morning and, and post a, a score and hopefully on day two inside the top ten and then from there, or even the top five and from there, I think he's so full of confidence at the minute, I think he can really kick on. But you're back in your own den of iniquity tonight. Um, are you back on the course tomorrow? Are you going back tomorrow? No, I've got other work tomorrow so um, I'll be watching it uh, whilst doing other work and then... The, the forecast for the weekend is pretty rubbish. Mm. Saturday and Sunday, so um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm definitely there for Sunday. But Saturday, I've got to see just how bad it's going to be. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, I just get be getting lashed outside. And the person uh, who was my um, partner for the cricket commentary today, Paul, he's going on Saturday and he's wondering what to wear. He's never been to an Open Championship before, well, and he, he's got no idea. Yeah. He was going to wear shorts. I, I was telling him that he should wear a big inflatable golf ball fancy dress outfit so I could pick him out on the course. But yes. yeah, I, I think he's um, thinking that he might end up in the beer tent or something for the, di- the day. Shorts are okay, but make sure you've got a waterproof top because I think mm. it could, uh, could get very, very wet. Um, I, pre- I presume the cricket's in danger as well, is it, on Saturday? Yeah, the forecast isn't, isn't great, um, but obviously England have really pushed that match forward today. So uh, um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, if they if they carry on tomorrow for maybe a session and a half, they could be so far ahead that uh, they could maybe only have to bat once in that test match. But uh, yeah. 
we'll see. And obviously the pressure's yeah. on. I think that, that, to be honest, I mean, this is the late Eton podcast, but the Aussies are falling apart. The pressure's on them. They got so close at Headingley to winning the series. These players have never won a series in England before. Um, obviously Australia have, but not since 2001. Yeah. And I think they've got so close and it was taken away from them at Headingley. They're actually starting to doubt themselves. They're, they're, they're putting pressure on themselves and they're falling apart a little bit. It's very rare to see an Aussie team showing the fractures that they are at the moment. That's it. So much of sport, James, is played between the ears, isn't it? Absolutely is. Absolutely is. So, yeah. So, but yeah, um, bad weather. And both these things we're talking about are in the northwest of England. So uh, the weather forecast is bad. Anyway, so we've got Tommy Fleetwood. Good luck, Tommy. We've got Victor. Come on, Victor. And Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler join the fun on the late tea time betting slip. Um, good luck with all of your bets out there. Apologies for yesterday and probably today as well, because we try. We always, as you know, stream on Twitter live. But Elon Musk has obviously pulled the plug out of something, and uh, that's not quite working at the moment. So if you want to follow us um, on the live streams, then make sure you subscribe to the uh, Late Tea Time Podcast YouTube account, because we stream live on there and on our facebook site as well as the youtube and we've had entries for the tie competition so that's definitely going to be leaving dt's um, um possessions to somebody well, else out there that obviously depends on who wins on sunday have i shown you the tie no you haven't you haven't shown it in its full glory bear with me Okay. This, is this is going to be something really stripy and very kind of when I used to work in cricket we used to get official ties and they always used to look exactly like that yes oh there you go that's going to make somebody look very dandy it's uh, Alan Partridge but if you want to look like badge set, isn't it? it's just like oh dear. <laughs> every year you get this when am I going to wear that well, I think that's uh, you're down to the ground but obviously you, you won't be able to wear it because it's somebody else's or it will be soon yeah, well, I'll happily send that one away. Um, but there it is, um, in its glory. And it's cellophane wrapper. So there you go. That, if you entered the competition, yeah, your golf yeah, is doing well, then that could be yours uh, <laughs> come Sunday evening. So good luck with that. Um, good luck with all your bets. Please gamble responsibly. This has been a sports broadcast media production. And we will see you again tomorrow, late tea time podders. Um, enjoy the golf. See you soon. Always gamble responsibly. Visit BeGambleAware.org for more information. Sports Social Podcast Network.